morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. right here <laughs> well you disappeared yeah for there a was sec. Something, for some reason it was uh at my end uh the um sound was stopping and starting so i think there was a little bit of a delay on my end here uh but i think we're in time now we're in sequence it happens all right well good morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and episode 198 of the daily beaver morning show 198 it's two away from 200 do you ever think that especially when we started uh, we'd have like 200 episodes of anything yeah cool i did i did you did i was hoping yeah I wasn't actually sure we would get well, there, but well, when, remember when we sat down the first time we met face to face? I said, "Let's let's attack this for a five year plan. Here's what we want yes. over the next five years." Well, there's definitely going to be more than 200 episodes in that time frame. So we're at uh, 200 live morning shows. Well, we uh, were we were recording one a week though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes too, if we had the eventual plan was to get to this. We got to this quicker than than, than expected, but that, that's yeah. okay. Well, all it took was me getting mad at some idiots to get nervous. Oh, you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Today, uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, I said, yeah, episode 198, the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. And of course, uh, in our little intro, you heard Mateo. I love it. <laughs> uh, today, recording day is Thursday, August 31st, 2023. And according to the Weather Network, um, it's actually going to be a late summer day. Sunshine, maximum temperature 21. Exactly like end of August should be like, as mm-hmm. opposed to this really wild weather we've been having. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, a late August day that will feel like a late August day. It was 11 degrees yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, the morning before. I don't know. It was cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, mm-hmm. 11 degrees in February, shorts and a t shirt. 11 degrees in August, parka. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I went to play tennis and uh, uh, I uh, biked away from home and I was about like a minute and a half and doubled back and said, I need a hoodie mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's cool now. And then one hour from now when the sun goes down and then I'm all sweaty oh, and yeah. then I have to bike home. Yeah. You're going to freeze. <laughs> yeah. Headlights on. Let's put it that way. Um <laughs> I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A. And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Covid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a uh, Thursday morning nibble for you. But first, Mr. Grizzly, good morning, and uh, how's your mental health today? You look like you're feeling better. Oh, good morning, Mr. Beaver. I am feeling a little bit better, yes. Uh, mental health-wise, I think I'm in pretty good shape, uh, largely because uh, last night, the reason I didn't get anything done until this morning was I sat down on the couch and was getting ready to head to my scotch and cigar night. It was 6.30, and I'm like, nope. I, I, I didn't take any antihistamines yesterday thinking I could get through the day without it. That was a terrible mistake. Mm. I felt like crap all day. Uh, it was difficult to get through the work day because, you know, you're in constant sinus pressure pain so when i got home i I had something to eat i took an antihistamine sat down on the couch and i still it was probably seven o'clock before i started to feel a little better and that's when i just bowed out i said sorry guys i can't make it i feel like garbage and by 7 30 i was sound asleep i woke up on the couch this morning at 4 30 this it's Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah so i slept a long time Obviously, it was needed. Um, so I do feel a little bit more rested today. So I'll, I'll take that as a win. That's a yeah. win. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Got to listen to your body. Yeah. Well, uh, you're, you're looking about, to, oh, I don't know, 20 years younger this morning? Yes, yes. Want I see. clean, Jay- close shave? Yes, I see Kid James is, uh, says, Douglas, clean shaven, looks like Ricky Martin's cousin. That's a few steps up from a Saddam Hussein there. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, <laughs> for those wow. not in the know, uh, Kid James says that I have, uh, if uh, this fails, I have an alternate career as probably the best uh, Saddam Hussein impersonator. I don't see it, but sure. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, good morning to all the kits here Kit Jillian, Kit Linda M, Kit Taffy G, Kit Saucy, Kit Janet. Hello, lovely to see ya. Um, Kit Chen, hello, my dear. Kit Linda M, who else do we have with us today? Uh, is Kit MK here today? Oh, Kit Patty. Hello, that's a new name for us. Good morning. Kendra. That's Dan's mom here. Oh, Mama Patty, hello. Happy long weekend coming. Absolutely. Welcome. I hope you're feeling better. 
Um, let's see what else. Kit James, of course, as we mentioned. And oh, there we go. Kit Mike H just popping in right in time to get a mention saying good morning. Hey there. Uh, yes, Douglas has a versatile visage. Ooh, I like that. Thank you, Kit Jen. Um, uh, I basically pulled a Polliver. But yeah, 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 yeah. my beaver, sweetie. He thinks I look better this way. Speaking of Pierre Polyev, <laughs> nice segue. I have a clip. I don't know if you've seen this, good sir. This is him knocking doors and yes. listen very carefully to yes. what this prick says. I just... And look who he's with. Oh, so here he comes. I told you. This is Mr. Pierre Polyev, your next prime minister. Give him what you, you, you got to tell him, Peggy. Tell me, Peggy. Oh, his dad put him started putting this country down and uh he's gonna put it and find him put the nail in the coffin. Not if we can help it. His dad started doing a long time ago. Oh, well they're both Marxists. Um oh, Colby. So they're both Marxists. Marxists. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Now and see who he's campaigning with. He's campaigning with Jamil Giovanni. Uh-huh. Guy who worked for Belglo Media, who claims he was fired because, um, well, he's conservative and he's not white. So when he's talking and saying conservative things, it doesn't sound right coming out of a face that's not white. So he claims. Um, perhaps that's true. Perhaps that's not. I don't know. Um, but he's been I parlaying. Call hmm? I call bullshit. But he's been parlaying that into uh, a nomination. And um, if you watch that video again uh, and look at him mm-hmm. rather than Pierre, he's like pops out of the car, runs out, joins him, stands on the other side, sort of like the hype man at one point has his head sort of cocked like this. He's not doing any of the talk in there. It's it's almost mm-hmm. like that um, that uh, that Looney Tune thing with the that little dog uh, Spike and that big dog. It's like, hey Spike, hey Spike, mm-hmm. are we gonna go tell people that uh, liberals are Marxists? Are we? Are we? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, shit. I'm playing this without <laughs> audio, by the way, because I just I don't want to hear his whiny little voice again. But you can see it. He's just yeah, okay, Spike. Yeah, okay, Spike. What if you say Spike? You're the bestest, Spike. Like, come on, man. This guy, okay, the media better be cornering him on this one today. They better be confronting him on this. You called the prime minister and his his late father a Marxist. Yeah. Please explain why you would say something like that. Well, that was meant for a private... Uh, no, somebody videotaped it, dude. Somebody shot it on, on their phone. I said videotaped. That's how old I am. Oh, and, and who shot that? Michelle Ferrari. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's who was, that's who was filming it. Michelle Ferrari yeah. is the one who's videotaped it and then, and then thought that it was a good idea to actually put that out. Well, take a look. Look, here. Let me put it back up. Look right up at the very top of the screen... Michelle Ferrari, MP. Okay. Hmm. 
Okay, that doesn't necessarily mean that she filmed it, but quite possible. No, no, no. That's It's on her account. She shot it. She was out door knocking with Skippy. Okay. Hmm. This is what, I, this is what I've been told, uh, whether or not that is true. Is, is up for debate, but this is what I've been told. That was her her video that she shot. But regardless, she regardless. thought that that was yes. a good look that should be shared. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kid James, the right has been calling Trudeau cultural Marxist for years, mostly because of the woke stuff and the hierarchy of the victim class. That's true. But actually, like, going door to door. Because here's the thing, right? The, there was a time before everybody had a video camera in their pocket, um, that going door to door really was private. Yes. And what you told them was just between me and you. Mm -hmm. So you could go out there and when the cameras were on, put the, you know, word cleaver. I am a noble politician. I am infallible. I always do and say the right thing. I never curse. I never cheat on my wife. I never drink too much. Okay, cameras are off. Give me a whiskey. Come over here. Do it to world for me. Right. Yeah, yeah. You could have two personas. That's why, for example, when you were caught with your hand with a cookie jar or going fishing in another man's well, that... um, your career was over. Mm-hmm. But now it's the opposite. It's authenticity. We know that nobody's not perfect. And so you get politicians, for example, like Jack Layton, who was always Jack. Whether always he was Jack. in politics or whether you met him on the street, he was always Jack, which was the key to his eventual success because there weren't, there wasn't two Jacks. He would just always get no. Jack. He was always the same guy. This is just me right now. This is this is my exasperated look. Yes. That's the Gosecki's guy. That's my exasperated So now when you have two different personalities, because there's always a camera on, right? Before you used to be able to say, I didn't say that. And well, how would you find out? I mean, you had to go to your library like this and go through microfish. <laughs> yes. Right. Now you just can tap it up and see it in 30 seconds. Well, there, there's a video of you saying it right there what you said you didn't say so the whole using technology to do 70s and 80s style politics better which is what people spent most of the 90s and the 2000s trying didn't work because you couldn't maintain that perfect persona but now people have gone the other way Mm -hmm. like the clear other way it's like okay you know what i'm gonna lean into as awful as i want to be (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to lean right in there. <laughs> so um, this is what we got. But this whole thing, if you went to people's doors and you were telling, like, for example, if you were conservatives and you were going to, um, let's say, Chinese Canadian stores and saying, uh, you know, if you vote for us, um, this guy and uh, the constitutional writing here uh, can get your uh, immigration application approved a little faster. Now, it's not yeah. true that that can happen, but you tell them that. It actually can happen. I've seen it happen. It has happened. There have been reports in the news. I've seen it happen. That conservatives in, during the Harper area were promising that. 
No, That's I, I've seen one it. of the ways. I've seen it under the liberal government. Literally yeah. under the liberal government. I, a friend of mine oh, yeah. had his immigration fast-tracked because a friend of ours worked for the uh, Minister of Immigration at the time. But, but that and then my buddy, who, who, completely, my buddy, who was a Canadian citizen, when they went, they said, we're going to fast-track it for you. He goes, wait, why? He did not agree with that. But they pushed the paperwork through and got it done for him. He did not agree with that. Now, that being said. Now, unless they looked at his application and there was a natural reason within it. There was a number of reasons. Program to, that already like, existed. Yeah, that'd yeah. be one thing. Extremely well-educated, highly educated, uh, two master's degree, two master's yeah. degrees, uh, one in law, one in music, uh, you know. But going door to door. Or and going he's from to the UK. Little... Yeah. So Commonwealth, but still. Yeah. Completely but go, unethical. But going door to door, going to little community events, let's say you, there's an event, uh, there's been an outreach with, let's say, the Tamil community. Mm -hmm. And you go and you have an event and it's only members of the Tamil community there are there. And you're promising them that, um, mm -hmm. you know, if you vote conservative, uh, uh, that family reunification stuff, oh, trust me, your applications will get approved a whole lot faster. Mm -hmm. Just see the guy in the constitu constituency office and we'll wink. See so what we can do to make it happen. We'll see what we can do. Like, that type of stuff, right? We'd never know about that unless somebody blew the whistle. So going door to door and telling people, we have people in this country that remember a time when saying uh, they're a Marxist uh, was a really, 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 really bad thing. Or direct descendants of people who went through times when Marxists were doing their thing mm -hmm. and doing very, very bad things. And they told their children about how terrible those things were and how they should not want that. And you're going door to door. And you're, mm, mm. <laughs> well, you know, the one of the slippery, slippery snake. The, the, the one thing that kills me is when you know, they'll say, well, he just said he was a Marxist. I've heard him call him a socialist and I'd be, yeah, okay, that's cool. People go, oh, isn't, isn't that bad? I'm you know what socialism is, right? Do you know what it is? The definition of it is when the workers own the means of production. That's what a union is. The workers own the means of production. Now, in a union, you, you don't necessarily own the means of production, but you've got a lot more power in a union as a worker than you do as an individual. Socialism is a good thing for you and I. People just don't seem to realize it because they've been fed so much crap over the decades. Mm -hmm. And they believe it's, the crap because they you keep hearing the same lies over and over and over again. You eventually start to believe them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that, um, there was a tweet yesterday from uh, an account that I liked very much, David Brown at Orbit Studios. Recommended mm -hmm. follow. Uh, he says, watch this. The federal daycare program is a game changer for young families to help fight inflation and for women who want to remain in the workforce. The Liberal Party needs to be talking about this more. We'd lose yes. this under a polyevre government on day one. And he, uh, he's quoting a tweet uh, by someone that goes by Bev, who is... Mm -hmm. uh, I follow Bev. Who, who played... Um, who's forwarded TikTok from... It's Janella Massa. And she's, also, she's the one who always gets me the good Lisa TikToks as well. 
Yeah. So I follow uh, I Lisa like... on TikTok, but it's she just tweets them, so it's easier to pull from Twitter than just TikTok. Oh yeah, exactly. So I would like to play this uh, for yes, you, uh, Kits and Cups. $1,600 a month. Pop it up, start it over, and let's roll. All right. All right. Here we go. $32 a day. I just had my mind blown completely. Like I knew this was happening, but I didn't really grasp it until right now. So I'm looking for childcare for my 10-month-old daughter. I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. For years, all I've ever heard from parents is complaints about the exorbitant cost of childcare. Like it's a big part of the reason some women just don't return to the workforce because they're literally just working to cover the cost of childcare. Mm -hmm. Like I remember my sister was paying like $1,600 a month. And then by the time she had two kids, it was actually cheaper for her to hire a nanny to take care of the two kids mm -hmm. at home than to pay for the cost of two kids in daycare. So in my mind, I was like, I only need childcare like two, three days a week. And a lot of the daycares want full time. You have to put them on a wait list like before you're even pregnant to get in. Let me not bother with all of that. I'll just hire someone to come to the house a couple of days a week. So for that, the cheapest you can get a nanny is like 20 to $25 an hour. So I was willing to do like five hours a day, two days a week. That's $200 a week. That's $800 a month for two days of childcare at home. I start looking online for nannies. I interviewed a couple. Then I'm on the phone with my friend. She's telling me she just got her son into daycare and for full-time care, she's paying $750 a month. And that's because there's a new childcare subsidy. Subsidy is not really the right word. It's actually like a national childcare program where the federal government has negotiated all these deals with the provinces and they're trying to implement $10 a day daycare by 2025. So this is just phase one. So it's gonna get cheaper than this. So suddenly I was like, wait a second, would it be cheaper to put my daughter in childcare full time than to have a nanny part time because of this subsidy? So now I'm like scrambling to like add her to all these wait lists. It's August. There's no way I'm getting her anywhere in September. But I just got a call from a place that has part time available three days a week. It's a block down the street from my house. And then she told me the price for part time care full day, three days a week. It's $32 a day. That's $90 a week, $360 a month. I can't even like wrap my brain around those numbers. It's a total game changer for women and families to be able to afford childcare. This isn't even as cheap as it's gonna be. It's set to go down. This is just the first phase. <sighs> my mind is blown. There you have it, right? There you have it. It's, it's like, the system is working and it's going to improve. And remember, remember folks, the province of Quebec has been doing this for 25 years now and it has put more money, money back into the system by massive margins than it ever took out of it. It has been a net positive program from the beginning. And economists who said this, was, this is ridiculous, she'll go bankrupt, discovered, oops, we, we were wrong. This system works. And it works well because all of a sudden you have women going back into the workforce that otherwise wouldn't. And it's like Jen says, I put this on the screen a second ago. I'll bring it back. Did the math with my boss. If I went back to work 44 hours per week, I'd lose $100 per week with both of them in daycare. She was gobsmacked. That's the truth of it. So under this new program, under this new system, families will become upwardly mobile because they can afford to have their two parents, two, two, two adults working and actually saving money and investing 
and putting money back into the economy because they'll have actually disposable income. I mean, it's difficult enough to raise a child on one salary, right? It's incredibly difficult. Now you got two salaries and you're not spending all your money on daycare. Hey, this is starting to work out well. It's starting to work out really well. This is a net positive thing for everybody in the country, even the people who hate the idea that my tax dollars are going to pay for this. It's like it's going to benefit you too because more money comes back into the system. There you go. One dollar invested in daycare, seven times return on that investment. That's massive. That's massive. It's just huge. Huge. And... You're giving me a beautiful segue speaking about women working. Oh, please do tell. Mm -hmm. It was announced. We've talked about it a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, there's been a milestone. Um, The new professional women's hockey league. Yes, yes. Because there used to be two hockey leagues, and now they're finally merging into one. Um, They were looking at choosing locations for hockey teams. Um, they didn't know how many they were going to have, uh, so they've decided on six. So we've got a new original six, mm-hmm. and the teams will be in Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa for Canada, and Boston, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and New York. Which makes perfect sense. For the United States. For those so six teams, sense. that makes perfect sense. 16. Yep. Uh, the league will begin play in January 2024. So just in a few months. Uh, they will have a 24-game schedule for the inaugural season. Uh, players will be allocated to those cities through a free agency period in early September, followed by a draft on September 18th. Jenner Hefford, who is a former Canadian national team player and the senior vice president of the PWHL's Uh, Hockey Operations says, Today we look ahead to a phenomenal future for the PWHL. We have never seen more excitement and demand for women's sports, and through the launch of this league, the top women's players in the world will have the opportunity to reach even greater heights. Uh, Teams will begin building their rosters with a 10-day free agency period beginning September 1st, followed by the draft. The eligibility pool for the draft and free agency will include Professional Women's Hockey Players Association membership, in addition to the former Premier Hockey Federation players, totaling about 300 people. Wow. Wow. 300 people. That's a big pool, especially for six teams. Mm Mm-hmm. That's going to be cool. Um, Stan Kasten, league board member and Los Angeles Dodgers president, says he expected a full schedule for the season to be available in October, including some games at neutral venues in partnership with NHL. He said subsequent seasons will consist of 32 regular season games expected to start in November, plus at least two playoff rounds. Um, This is just fantastic news. And you know who else is associated with this project? Mm. So there's the guy who owns the Dodgers. This is basically the big financier, Billie Jean King, of course, as or involved with the group, and former NHL executive Brian Burke. Yes, I saw that. That soft and cuddly guy. <laughs> the, the thing is, right? He's got a rough hewn exterior, right? He really, right? Like he's a rough and tumble, punch you in the face. He's on the right side school. of every issue, though. Eh? That's the thing. Like you look at him and you think John Madden of hockey, except. 
He's on the right side of every issue. He always is. The man is woke. He's the definition of woke. He just doesn't look like he plays the part, but he does. Yep. He was hired as the PWHL's Players Association first executive director. Hmm. Burke, who last served as the Pittsburgh Penguins president through April, has a lengthy track record of involvement with women's hockey dating to 2013 when he was a CWHL board member. He has a law degree from Harvard. Yeah, I didn't know that. I only found that out yesterday when I was reading that. I was like, really? I, I did not know that. Surprise. Yeah. So again, you just never know by looking or hearing people. And again, he's the John Madden of hockey, right? Rough, tumble, punch you in the face, not putting up with any crap. Always looks like he's ready to fly into a rage, but he's a big soft teddy bear on the inside. And I I have a a very dear friend of mine uh, met him once because she she did a lot of work with the Blue Jays and the Leafs. Uh, She's a photographer and she does media. Anyway, she's out in Vancouver now, but she said, I was at this thing and... This, this gentleman, she says, I didn't even recognize him at first, but he just, and he just said, well, I was just got back from PEI. She goes, I'm from PEI. And then started to talk to him for like an hour. And they've been in touch ever since because she's as genuine and down to earth as you could ever imagine. Any Islander is. If you've ever met someone from mm-hmm. PEI, there's nothing phony about them. There's nothing fake about them. Just like a Newfoundlander, they're 100% authentic. That's mm-hmm. who she is. She's friends with Brian Burke and said, he's just a big teddy bear. And you know what? I believe it. He just looks rough on the outside because, you know, he's a tough guy. But he's a tough guy with a heart of gold who's always on the right side of history. Mm -hmm. He is quoted as saying, Today is the most exciting day in the history of women's hockey, in my view. We are committed to a platform of fairness and equity and equality, and the core values that started this league will not ever change. If you can play here, you can play. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about where you played before. We've got a spot for you if you make us better, which is the exact same thing, the exact same thing he says about rainbow players. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No different. One standard for all. If you can play, you can play. That's it, period. He was the one who spearheaded the whole diversity program in the NHL. Uh, included in the collective bargaining agreement is health insurance, a retirement plan, commercial rights, maternity leave, and much more. That's awesome. Sisters are doing it for themselves. I love this. This is great. Um, yeah. I, I think this is wonderful. There's no mention of a television contract yet, eh? Um, uh, not yet in this. I wonder... I, Nope, you, but it's coming. You know what I think would be ideal? And this is just merely my postulation. Um, the format we're broadcasting on YouTube be a good opportunity for mm-hmm. them to just do the games. So that way you can access it from anywhere that you have a connection. Yep. And it yep. could reach a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, just a suggestion. Hey, PWHL, if you're watching... Because you can yeah, talk to YouTube. You can have a close channel where people subscribe on YouTube and yeah. monetize it that way. Yeah. Exactly. You never know. That's, never know. that's a good but idea. I have a feel, I, but I have, I have a feeling that uh, TSN and CBC are going to be all over this. Or Sportsnet, maybe. Or maybe Sportsnet. Uh, CBC would be better uh, to do it because... Sportsnet, I don't... 
Well, I say Sorry. Sportsnet is Rogers, and and they own the NHL, right? TSN doesn't yeah. really get the games anymore because that's Bell Globe Media, and they don't they don't have the contract yeah. Rogers does. But here's where CBC only gets the Saturday night game. They get Hockey Night in Canada, and they get that at the uh, kindness of Rogers. Yeah, because they don't keep the revenue; they, it's just content. It's just content, right? Um, they get they get ad revenue from it, but no, oh, they don't. I thought they did. No. Oh, it's just content. Wow. It's just literally content. They get to fill a few hours without having to pay to produce content. Okay. They don't even get the ad revenue. Wow. I just learned that a couple of days I ago. I did not know that. That's <laughs> Neither did that's I. Wild. Wow. Yeah. But you know what? Here Again, here's the thing. I don't have cable TV. I haven't had it in 12 years. I, I have streaming services and I have an antenna. I have rabbit ears. Mm-hmm. I get about a dozen channels in full HD. And CBC happens to be the best signal, which means I can watch the games on Saturday night without going online. I can just turn on my TV and click it over. Unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I live in Ottawa, most of the games are usually the Leafs, unless Ottawa happens to be playing Toronto, because they only get one game from Rogers. Mm-hmm. And CBC will air the Leafs games because, or the Canadians, whichever happens to be playing on that Saturday night, usually a Leafs game. Reason being, look, the Leafs have the biggest audience in the country, like it or not. They do. It's as simple as that. They're the second most valuable franchise in the entire NHL after the New York Rangers. Hmm. So you got to go where the money is. I get it. But but that's Rogers is getting the money, not CBC. Yeah. But I don't, I have a feeling Rogers won't be the one uh, just based on the coverage of uh, the National Bank Open mm-hmm. because uh, the tournament just announced that they were moving to parity in terms of salary mm-hmm. uh and sportsnet has five channels and most of the time when it was on four of the channels were showing the men and one was showing the women and often if there was a blue jays game on they were just showing the men and they wouldn't show the women mm-hmm. even if canadian women were on <sighs> they bought the rights for the men and the men's and the women's tournament and they almost didn't show the women at pathetic. all pathetic at all it's like why bother you got five channels yeah so the women were relegated to web. Yeah, and, and the thing is you're going to get men you've never heard of before, whereas you could have a, a, the top 50 women in playing at the time and, and you're not getting to see it. Way to go, Rogers. Well done. Well done. Yeah. In this case for the National Bank, that wasn't the case because it's a premier 1,000-level tournament. Mm-hmm. So the top 50 are, are pretty much unless they have an injury mandated to come. Mm. So you get to, so it's one of the, it's, you know, there's like nine tournaments mm. like that on the no, entire Canada calendar. And then the four grand slams, whether, you know, it's like, unless you have a very good reason, you need to be there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, do we have uh, time? Susan? Cause I know yeah. you have to get in. We got a few minutes. Yeah. Okay. We have a little, I have a little self-correction yesterday uh, from Stornoway because uh, yesterday uh, I said it had 34 rooms. Uh, I'm guessing it's depending on the source because I've seen several, several sources say it's 34. And then I said, heard, I've seen several say it's 19. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it is 19. Now, I guess it makes more it sense to depend me. how you count rooms. Um, but based on the, the description, um, I would say that that's right. So it says that, uh, Stornoway has an assessed value of $4,225,000 in 2008 based on this value, which is only an approximation of the market value. So that's for 
municipal municipal taxes calculation, which is always less than for which you could way less than for which you could sell it, and is maintained with seventy thousand dollars a year in government funds. The property has been owned and managed by the National Capital Commission since April nineteen eighty six. The lot size with a frontage of two hundred twenty eight feet or sixty nine meters, and a depth of two hundred twenty five feet, also sixty nine meters, is slightly irregular. The property is five point one kilometers away from the Parliament buildings, whereas the Prime Minister's official residence is only three. Um, and it's located in an area that has many ambassadorial residences mm, in that part really of the well. city. Um, now, uh, you mentioned yesterday that Canada is the only nation that has an official residence for its leader of the opposition. Um, it also has an official residence for the Speaker of the House. I didn't know in case that. You didn't remember. Yes, the farm is a historic farmist, farmhouse, and the official residence of the Speaker of the House of Commons in Canada. It's located in Gatineau Park in the community of Kingsmere. The farm has been managed and maintained by the National Capital Commission since 1986. In addition to the farm, the Speaker of the House of Commons has also provided a two-room apartment in Centre Block on Parliament Hill. You know who got to benefit from that for Andrew pretty Shears. much a decade? Yeah. Old Shearsy. That's why, even though he's been thoroughly rejected by the Canadian public, mm-hmm. he's still hanging up. That and he needs to then keep what he did with the money quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you do with the money, Andy? Where's the money? And uh, tell Where's us the a money? little more about your friend. And tell us a little more about your friend, Mike Roman. Andy. Yeah. I'm a wanna, Yankee Doodle Andy. Want to fill us in there, so we have the farm, we have Stornoway, we have 24, 24 Sussex, we have Rideau Hall, we have the cottage mm-hmm. to which, on which the prime where he's staying now. Then we have the other cottage on Harrington Lake. And there's a lot of buildings. <laughs> Mohan, anything over 10 is opulence. <laughs> <laughs> so, right we need to calm it a little bit down here on that stuff. Yeah, okay. Just, just to give you, you know, the people here that are, that are screaming and yelling and crying, right. Had no problem. Stephen Harbor, he had no problem moving into storing away. Preston Menon had no problem. Mm-hmm. They both railed against it. They had no problem. Then Harper wouldn't repair it. To make sure that the next guy couldn't get it, I guess. Oh, that, not that was twenty-four Sussex. Like, well, then it's not up to him; it's up to the NCC, and they recommended that he not move in. They told him yeah. he shouldn't move well, in. Yes, absolutely. And he decided he was moving in anyway because he was entitled to his entitlements. Mm-hmm. I've worked there three, four times, five times, five times. I've worked there under three different PMs: Gretchen, Martin, and Harper. And. Harper being the last one to live there. Lorene is lovely. She's a lovely woman. Never met uh, the three gentlemen, but I did meet all of their wives. They were all lovely. Mm-hmm. They were all very kind to me. But, I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't live in that house. Not even for free. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a dump. Trust me, I know this. Oh, yeah. I've, there's not mm-hmm. a square inch of it I haven't seen, including the attic that I crawled through on my belly to fix something. Then when I came down, they go, oh, yeah, that's full of asbestos. You tell me after the Thanks. fact? 
if I develop mesothelioma, I'm going after the NCC. Jeez. Uh, the last uh, big boom thing uh, is that uh, the integrity commissioner in Ontario mm-hmm. had a report come out yesterday. And in that report, um, he basically concluded that, um, well, what the fuck? <laughs> For all intents and purposes, uh, he said that Steve Clark did not properly oversee the process. He called it a rushed and flawed process marred by a lack of oversight, which is what the Auditor General also pretty much said. Um, said that uh, the process that leaded to uh, protected greenbelt lands being selected for housing development, leading to private interests of certain developers to seek seep into the project. Quote, Minister Clark's lack of oversight led to some developers being alerted to a potential change in the government's position on the greenbelt, resulting in their private interests being furthered improperly. Um, now, this is all true. This process was unfair to those landowners who had an interest in seeing their lands removed and who were unaware of the potential change to the government's green belt policy, said the integrity commissioner, adding that the supervision of staff is a minister's responsibility. Minister Clark did not question or properly oversee Mr. Amato's selection process before the matter was presented to the cabinet, he wrote, but nowhere in this document or in this report or these newspaper articles does he seem to ask, but why did Mr. Clark not oversee this? Just that he didn't. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you, investigative. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay, fine. And then Ford and another general, fuck you, <laughs> to Ontarians, Minister Clark will continue to work towards del- delivering on our promise to build at least 1.5 Sorry, I need to do this deck for a Minister Clark will continue to work towards delivering on our promise to build at least 1.5 million homes and ensure public trust and confidence is maintained every step of the way. We've acknowledged areas where we need to improve. The Integrity Commissioner reiterated that today and will continue to work to strengthen the process moving forward. They always want to fucking move forward. Okay, the report, come on, but let's move forward. No. No, no. And for all this lack of oversight, like you know, Clark, again, saying that this minister, the buck stops with me and I accept the integrity. No, you're not accepting and no, the buck doesn't stop with you because if it really did, you'd be gone. Mm-hmm. $8.3 billion. You'd be gone. Um, and for all... All of this lack of oversight, all of this malpractice, because come on, you cannot tell me that in 2023, you give someone this type of job and don't put any oversight mechanisms. This is by design. There was no oversight because they needed to be able to say, I knew nothing if they were asked questions. This was all the other guy. This is by design. And that the integrity commissioner did not just said, oh, well, there was no oversight. That's terrible. And you should have had bad, bad boy. 
well, right? For all of this lack of oversight by design on purpose that result in $8.3 billion of wealth being transferred, do you know what the integrity commissioner recommended? A reprimand. Don't do that again. The thing is at the RCMP right now. A reprimand. And Ford didn't even do that. Well, listen to this. They're saying in his job and we'll do better going forward. Let's just move forward from this. Please, let's just move forward from this. It's getting a little hot in here. Please move on more. Premier Doug Ford told the Auditor General that he didn't participate in the Greenbelt extraction land selection and didn't know about it until they were already picked by a political staffer. However, in April, in the legislature, the Premier was asked, how did the government decide which parcels of land would be removed from the Greenbelt? Doug Ford. The decision was very easy. We're in a housing crisis right now. Costs are going through the roof. It was very, very simple supply and demand. At the map, one piece of field, I'll call it about 10 acres, had housing all around all four corners in an empty field with weeds in it. They call that Brutal. I'm not sure if all the kids heard that correctly or not. Uh, From my end, uh, one of our processors were there, so I didn't make anything of that out. It all got chewed up. Jillian said gremlins. Yeah, so I don't think anybody heard the what you read. You want me to reread it? Okay, I'll try it again. Uh, Kits, could you tell us? Uh, Let me know. We couldn't hear any of that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I'll try it again. Premier Doug Ford told the Auditor General that he didn't participate in the Greenbelt extraction land selection and didn't know about it until they were already picked up, picked by a political staffer. However, in April, in the legislature, the Premier was asked, how did the government decide which parcels of land would be removed from the Greenbelt? Doug Ford's response, the decision was very easy. We're in a housing crisis right now. Costs are going to the roof. It was a very simple supply and demand. When we looked at the map, it's butt up against existing communities. As a matter of fact, one piece of field, I'll call it about 10 acres, had housing all around, all four corners in an empty field with weeds in it. They call that the green belt? That's not the green belt. That's just a field with a bunch of weeds and people around that neighborhood all want it to be developed. So, Doug, you lied to us again. I didn't know about it until they were already picked by a political staffer. We looked at the map and we picked this section out. Which one is it, Doug? We have you on record. It's in the answer. It's there. You said it. Wow. Got Kit James here going, Premier Amato. Yeah. It's our number one policy thing. It's the thing that I've been obsessed with for the last five years. I actually put it on hold in my first mandate and tried to win another election and actually won another election, kind of. And, um, you know, and now I'm pushing it through. And then once I decided I'm doing that, 
I decided to pay no attention to it whatsoever. Like nothing ever happened and it wasn't happening. And then it just arrived on my desk and, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to go with it. I left that up to Premier Amato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kid Jen, what a dunk. I hope they keep the pressure on him. Yeah, 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 they do. They do. Uh, like I said, there's blood in the water. Um, journalists like that. And uh, again, once uh, somebody is uh, squirming and uh, they found the part on the body where you press, where it makes people go, ow. Uh, journalists like to keep pressing on that. Mm-hmm. One of the journalists doing that is uh, Amanda Pfeffer of CBC. Um, I don't know if we, I don't think we might, uh, we might not have time because I know we're getting close to the end of the show uh, to go through her thread. Uh, but I posted it here. If you could put it up in the chat, um, she's uh, got some uh, sections, um, some screenshots of the actual uh, integrity commissioner's report. And there were things that she's uh, highlighted. And um, it is a very, very nice juicy thread here. Um, hopefully I'll, uh, we'll be able to speak to it a little more tomorrow. Uh, specifically, I'll make time for it in the show. But if you, you want to take a look at that now. Well, There's did you see you. the other day where he decided a few parcels of land were going to be returned to the green belt when he found out that the person who owned them put them up for sale? Yes. You know what's suspicious about that? Makes it it looks looks good on paper, right? Here's the thing: yeah. that particular uh, developer that bought those pieces of land that have now put them up for sale did not donate to the Conservative Party. He donated to the Liberals and the Greens. Really. Funny how the one piece of land that they're going to take away and put back into the green belt is not one of Dougie's friends. Now, this is another distraction because... Of course it is. Um, those, were, were those lands already up for sale? They were not being advertised? I'm not or sure about that. Plans? I'm not sure about that. Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, in what dimension, galaxy, postal code, area code, universe, country, continent, or planet, did these people who got these lands think that they could resell them when the only reason they got them was to build on them? I don't know. And if it wasn't already on the market as being sold, then how did the people know that there were plans to sell them? I mean, once you parceled off the lands until the people apply for some type of permits to put something on the land, there's no way you should know what it is, what they're planning to do with them mm-hmm. until they actually put a proposal your way and ask for a permit. So how would they know that there was a plan to... Do they have an in? Did they... Again, so many more questions oh yeah oh yeah this is this is not over by a long shot and i'm sorry but there is no way no way that you plan this type of process decide you're not going to have any oversight from it have somebody benefit that largely from a lack of oversight that is deliberately planned and then when it gets found out, you throw the guy that you put in as the lackey and as the fall guy, 
And I don't know how, I don't know anything about Ryan Amato. I don't know if he was this young 30 something that was like, oh my God, the premiere is just like really interesting him to give me this big file. Yeah, I'm going to run with it and super eager. And then boom, right into a brick wall. Or he was really in on it and said, yeah, yeah, I know what, what happens. You know, I'll take the fall. You know, this. So is this guy Michael Sona? Mm. Basically, because Michael Sona took the fall. Right? Um, we don't know that part like this, but you cannot be that minister with that type of incompetence and all you get is a reprimand and incompetence with potential criminal oh yeah implications not just incompetence like oops I pressed the button I shouldn't have pressed the button I fat fingered something and whoops I wiped out the no no this is Oopsie. This is you do here's your job and don't tell me anything because I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And I already know why it is I don't want to know. <laughs> if you organ if you organize a system to make sure that you don't get to know and you know when you're organizing the system why it is you do not want to know, and the reason you do not want to know is something that can end up having you in handcuffs. And your face pressed up against the wall. Mm-hmm. You deserve a little more than a reprimand, or something you know, or reasonably ought to have expected to should have been able to know, was going to end you up. <laughs> we have to put that wording in there. Um, but yeah, hmm. not impressed. Uh, keep digging, keep pressing. All right, kids. That's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. As Mr. Mateo, the eager beaver morning show, <laughs> calls it. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, we love making this for you. Uh, we hope that you love listening to us. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. Let your peeps and poops know about us because democracy is something that you do. Please donate to the Red Cross. Please write some letters. Very, 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 very important. And if you live in Ontario, please buy a membership to the Ontario Liberal. Well, you don't even have to buy. Apply for a membership to the Ontario Liberal Party so that you can vote in the leadership race and vote for the candidate that is probably not most like Doug Ford in terms of having sticky relationships with developers. Um, All right? There you go. Please do that. It is literally free. Mm -hmm. Literally free and provincial politics the party politics level is where it's at if you want a candidate that you know can beat doug ford you have to go to the party nomination and make sure that person becomes a legitimate option at the next provincial election that's your duty right? If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Choir Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. We'd love to hear from you. Reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, our Twitter feed at True Eager, or by email via TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com and send us your democracy is something that you do stories. All right. I want to know that. I want to know Please that. Please do. Why not also subscribe to our uh, True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? That helps us out big time. Maybe like Elaine and smash all the three of those buttons, the like, the share, and the subscribe. And since we're talking about subscribing, um, if you don't want to miss anything, 
whatsoever, that little squiggly by Mr. Uh, Grizzly's head uh, brings you to the True North Eager Beaver podpage.com, sponsored by The Ray Girl. That's not by my head. That's under your chin. Oh, sorry. This one's under my chin. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Sponsored by The Ray Girl, who's just all kinds of fabulous. Oh, yes. Be like The Ray Girl. Right. Be like The Ray Girl. And you can go to podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words and when we have something fresh off the bandwidth we'll come directly forward to you we can't do this without your kind and generous support so if you feel that we've done a particularly good show a good week of shows a good month of shows uh, if you're watching you can scan the qr code on the top left and that will bring you to the eager beaver lodge emergency hydration fund where you can help keep us moist as we head into the month of september it's back to school you have to make sure that our backpacks are stocked up with guinness and caesar and hot chocolate and coffee Mm -hmm. or else i mean how are we going to make it to midterms we 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 need you we need you um so if you would like to help uh, you scan that squiggly or if you're listening, you go to coffee, ko-fi.com, slash eagerbeaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And that's where you can make your contribution, as have two wonderful kits yesterday. Thank you so, so very much to Cheryl, uh, who just sent us a little message. Uh, no, no message, just bought us a coffee. Basically, thank a thumbs you. up. And Kit MK saying, I can't thank you both enough. I wish I would have known about you sooner. We were a red dot in a sea of blue, Cheryl Gallant lovers up until a year ago. The fresh air of your show is a welcome, may I say, blessing for me anyway, and a progressive, positive message we can share. Oh, my word. Wow, thanks. MK, wow. To say I'm gobsmacked would be an understatement. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Beaver Lodge. Make yourself comfy. Uh, the people here are great. The water is fine. Uh, come on, man. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, a programming note uh, for a friend, Kid James. Blackbald will have a ton more Plymouth Brethren news coming up. Uh, stay tuned. The Chicago land scandal is being covered by national media in the States. This is really big because we've been wondering what the hell is it going to take to get any PBCC news covered um, mm-hmm. by mainstream media. And uh, yeah, the Chicago land scandal is popping up and that's going to lead people to dig and as they're digging some of the pbcc stuff might be coming up so uh yeah if you're uh, interested in that and uh, the whole klondike's papers thing and wanted to see something come to a head this might be the moment you're waiting for this might be the catalyst so uh, be sure that uh, you take some time in uh, to check in with uh, uh james defiori's black ball show when you have the opportunity because um, uh, i have a feeling this one's going to be good uh all right but uh kit mk thank you Thank you. Make yourself comfortable here. Uh, the people here are wonderful. We hope that you stay for a good long time and that you love it here. All right. Uh, and if you have any suggestions for us, please, please, we're all ears. Okay. Um, from the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there. So be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Uh, perhaps take your vitamins and uh, your antihistamines. They will make your life a little bit easier. Mine, mine was terrible yesterday. 
I skipped both and I paid the price. So, you know, Vitamins take your meds as, as suggested by your physician. Vitamins and antihistamines. Vitamins. Hmm. I think that that one needs a hat. Putting on the hits. Vitamins and antihistamines. Vitamins. <laughs> Mr. Grizzly, roll the credits, please. I, I can do that. I can do that. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Kit Jam, uh, he asked if we are going to be on Casual Friday. I know I will be. I can't speak. Uh, I I, uh, I might be able to jump in for a bit. I'm going to be uh, out of town, uh, but maybe I'll, I'll hop in on my phone for a few minutes if uh, my connection's good enough. I'm going to be way out in the countryside, so oh. we'll see. I might be able to pop in for a bit. We'll see. Right. And uh, when we talk about democracy, something that you do. Uh, we have Miss Sadeka just posted in the chat. I just joined the Liberal Party. Cool. There you go. That's how you do that. That's how you do it. All right. And uh, for those who are wondering, uh, tennis fans, uh, all the Canadians are already eliminated from the first round of the U.S. Open. Um, they're all gone. Yeah, it's a tough round. Uh, but uh, doubles, uh, Leila Fernandez won her first round match uh, with Taylor Townsend. Mm -hmm. Remember, they had gone to the final at uh, the French Open. So let's hope there's another run. All right. Have a good day. See ya. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.